Well, good morning. I'm Danielle Glesney and welcome to the uh, Imago Nutrition Podcast. Um, this is the podcast where we answer your questions and give practical nutrition strategies to help you and your family flourish. So today it is just me. Um, Mark had a work trip that he had to be um, on last minute and um, I spent my morning driving around for two hours, taking both my children to different um, doctor's appointments. My youngest son on Sunday um, hit his teeth on the slide. Um, so we wanted to make sure everything was okay with his adult teeth. Thankfully, we didn't even have to get an x-ray. The um, doctor was not concerned, um, said that it's okay for those baby teeth to be knocked out. <laughs> it was ready. Um, you know, she was able to look at the tooth and see that it was ready to come out. So, so that was good news. And then I took my older son to get a repeat x-ray of, um, his fractured wrist. And that is also, um, going well It's um, healing in the right direction is what they wanted to make sure that the cast was holding it in the right direction for it to heal properly. So yeah, we had, um, both had an eventful morning and that's why you just get me today. But um, so if you were able to listen to our last podcast, I really am glad you're here again. Um, and if you had a hard time focusing, you know, not focusing on just the negative um, part of that podcast, there was unfortunately some bad news. Um, if you want to go ahead and jump back and listen to that um, podcast, if you haven't already, um, and then you can, you know, listen to this one, that would be fine. But yes, there was some bad news in that last podcast. Um, we talked about the dietary guidelines for children and adolescent. We did give some good news in there as well of um, things you can do to help um, improve the you know diet intake of your children and adolescents that you are in charge of or have influence over. Um so if you had a hard time not focusing on the the good in that podcast, um, this is a good episode for you. And maybe you didn't, like I said, get a chance to listen to it. Uh, but if you are a parent um, or a caregiver and you know the kids or adolescents that you're with are not eating well for good health, um, this would be a good episode to listen to. So we also obviously take questions. Um, if you'd like to ask a question for it to be featured on an episode, um, go to imagonutrition.com slash podcast. That's I-M-A-G-O nutrition.com slash podcast. And we'd love to help answer your question. Um, so today we're really going to focus on breaking the cycle um, or prevention. So in the last episode, the bad news, I'm going to give it to you right now, was that children and adolescents' um, dietary intake is not close to goals for good health. So we talked about how um, ages two to four, they have the best health index score, which is you know a score of how close you are to those goals at 61. Um, and again, that's not a great score. Um, and we kind of talked a lot about the reasons possibly or what we can do about it. And then adolescents, their health index score went all the way down to 51. So it just gradually decreases from age two to four all the way to adolescence 
um, starting at 61 health index score and then the 51 for adolescents. So I just wanted to start today by saying I am a mom, I am a parent, and I definitely know how hard it is to be a parent. Um, I just always want my information and how I deliver information to be taken um, without judgment um, and with fondness. I, I know how hard it is. I know in the beginning stages when your kids are young, it's like just physically exhausting, making sure they're not falling down the stairs or making sure they're not putting something harmful in their mouth. Um, just all day long. It's just so physically exhausting. And then as your kids get older, it just becomes a little bit more mentally exhausting. What should we do about this? Or how do you think he's handling this or bullying? And oh my goodness. Um, so we are just overwhelmed with questions as parents of how to do the right thing. And I just really think all parents have really good intentions. We you know, buy the most educational toys. We give chores to help teach responsibility. We clearly want um, them to eat good food so they can stay healthy and grow well. Um, and so I just want you all to know that about me, that I just really um, always want my messages to be delivered with care and um, not judgment. So anyway, um, with our good intentions of, you know, providing the best for our kids. We read all that we can. There's so many resources out there. Um, we can observe others that maybe are in the same boat as us um, with kids at similar stages, or we may ask questions um, to those that we think are wise of how they did it um, when they were going through there going through what you were, what you are going through. Um, so I think what I just wanted to focus on, um, you know, again, is how do we break this cycle? How do we prevent the, um, poor nutrition, um, for our kids and adolescents? Um, I think one thing is to make sure we don't go into, um, shame or mom guilt, um, dad guilt. <laughs> um, you know, we, I remember being offered an infant care class, um, you know, before we had our first baby. And I thought that was amazing. I don't know how your guys' experience was, but, um, I mean, how to swaddle, how to take a temperature, what to look for as far as signs of hunger or tiredness. I mean, the information provided in my and our infant care class was tremendous and it was so helpful. And then our hospital also offered a breastfeeding support group. I didn't partake in that, but I'm sure that was very helpful for getting started. I know that was, um, you know, a learning curve for me, just getting started with feeding your baby from the very beginning, whether it was breastfeeding or, in, or formula. I mean, you got support. I felt like I had plenty of support until my baby was six months old. And then it was like, oh my gosh, I just all of a sudden felt overwhelmed with questions like, um, what food do I give my baby first? How much do I give my baby? How often do I feed my baby food versus, um, you know, the breastfeeding, um, what food should I not give for choking hazards and how to, how to prevent food allergies. I mean, just 
I'm sure a lot of you probably were overwhelmed if you can remember with how much questions you had once you were feeding your baby solid food. Um, so I think this is an area of um, improvement for hospitals or the community um, or even, you know, dietitians that work privately, um, such as myself, I am creating a, um, document that is a nutrition self-study. Um, so basically in how to, like, I would, what did I want handed to me when I, when my baby was six months old? So I am creating that now. Um, so if you know anybody that's pregnant, um, or it's not too late. Obviously, if your baby is older than six months, it is definitely not too late to get started on prevention of things um, such as poor nutrition. So um, anyway, I'm doing that right now. So that is my um, goal and role, hopefully, to help with just the education early on can really help um, kind of prevent messes, if you will. Like if we, if we know the information and know what to expect, we can feel a lot better, um, and not feel like we're Googling everything and deciphering which is right, which is wrong. Um, so, so that's my, um, news to you, <laughs> what I'm doing. Um, and so, yeah, if you're a, a grandparent or, or, um, anyone that has, um, someone that, no, you know, is having young children, that could be something you look for in the future. And uh, the second thing that I think um, is a reason for our um, poor nutrition is just there's so much conflicting information out there. Um, you know, that I wrote an article about this, and it was talking about just a quick question, is fruit good for you? So what was your first response? And then the second question to follow that up is what about all the sugar? So I think that's one of my most common questions um, that I feel like people have to really decipher what they get from the internet um, versus what's true. Um, and so there's so much misinformation on the internet. Um, additionally, there's new research that changes our perspective, which means we have different trends such as low fat, low carb, um, and that can make a, a lot of confusion too. Like I always hear, I read one thing and then the next day it's something different. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, that's, that can be really frustrating. And lastly, nutrition is not always one size fits all. So our needs, um, nutritionally change based on age and activity level and, um, gender and things like that. So, um, so that, that is another, um, room for prevention is just getting the right information. Um, and it's even hard for dietitians and to sift through all that to answer all the questions. So, you know, get a uh, quality resource that can allow you to get all those questions answered on what is the best um, nutritionally to be eating and for your children to be eating. And then another reason um, we don't always know how to apply what we learn um, or what we know. So, you know, if we, if we were, you know, if this whole world was able to apply what we know, um, you know, it's pretty obvious that we need to exercise. So we'd have more regular, regular routine exercisers. We'd have less obesity, things like that. So, but when it comes to um, children and adolescent, it's not, that the parent necessarily doesn't know what's, what's best for their kid. It's 
how do we apply that for someone else, right? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make that horse drink. So, um, you know, if you are frustrated because you're getting a lot of pushback, like your kids aren't trusting you that you know what's best for them. Um, I mean, to give you an example of the Sunday on the slide, my my husband told my one son, don't do that. Don't climb up the slide. And it was one of those rolly slides. So it was kind of like walking up a treadmill on an incline and you have no control over your feet because those rolly things, it's like a pin that spins really fast. And um, so my son, one son got the warning and the other son was right there. <laughs> and unfortunately, they just can't always listen the first time. It's definitely... Um, you know, their brains are maturing and, uh, they have to learn the hard way sometimes. But, um, anyway, you know, we wish we could, so the reason I told you that story too, is that I wish I could prevent all my kids injuries. I always say, you know, being a mom of two boys, I wish I could just wrap them in bubble wrap and then I would feel so much better. Maybe even put a helmet on, um, you know, and, I would feel so much better, but we cannot prevent injuries. They cannot walk around in bubble wrap, no matter how much I want that. But the good news is, is that we can make a difference here. We can make, we can break the cycle. Um, and so there's three things that I would want you to think about as far as um, prevention and breaking the cycle in your family and for generations to come. So um, the first one is for the parent or the caregiver to look at your relationship with food. Okay. So, um, you've, you've definitely heard us talk about, um, for children, you know, it's more caught than taught. So if you have as a parent, a poor relationship with food, um, so that could be an example would be you have a list of foods in your head that are good foods and bad foods. Um, or you are following a diet that doesn't always lend to a healthy relationship with food. Um, so if you have a health, a healthy relationship with food as a parent, um, those, um, words that come out of your mouth about food and, you know, how you eat, um, how often you eat different foods, um, can really um, impact your children in a positive way. Um, and the, the same is true for the opposite. So if you are um, talking about how carbs are bad, um, you know, we just talked about in the last episode, you know, the, the need for carbs um, is carbs are in dairy, carbs are in fruit, carbs are in whole grains. We are needing those as children, adolescents, and adults. Um, so that can create, um, you know, that diet mentality, um, and, and that unhealthy relationship with food. So a good relationship with food is important, not only to prevent eating disorders, but one to just enjoy your food more fully. So when we know that we can have all foods, it's just the frequency of them may, may differ, when we know that and we tell that to our children, um, then we can enjoy our food more fully. You know, um, when we have cake less often, we're going to be able to enjoy it more fully, but we still have cake. We're not avoiding any food specifically. 
Um, and then another reason a healthy relationship with food is so important is you are able to balance pleasure and purpose long-term. So what I mean by that is we don't only eat to nourish our bodies. We also eat because food tastes good. Um, and we want to enjoy our food. And so, um, if that is not balanced, so if we're only eating for our health, um, we're not necessarily enjoying things or eating things based on a set of rules, um, it, it's probably not going to last very long. It's not going to necessarily allow for long-term habits um, or long-term health. Um, so um, if we're only eating for purpose, then we're, we're not going to be able to have long-term um, health and, um, you know, it's just going to get boring. And then if you are, you know, only eating for pleasure, then unfortunately, sometimes that could mean your um, health uh, decline. So if we're only eating foods that we want based on how we're feeling, um, then we're not necessarily going to meet those those goals of what we need for good health. Um, and so even the relationship with food, um, we can practice like mindful eating habits. So slowing down and chewing really well and focusing on the bite in your mouth before your next bite. Um, those are some things that um, can, can start um, with helping um, a healthy relationship with food. And then lastly, diets just don't help us flourish, whether it's physically or um, mentally. So when we tell ourselves that we can't have foods, um, whether it's just a short list or a long list, um, it's called the forbidden fruit phenomenon. And we actually just want it more. So increasing desire for foods that we think we should have less of, that's really not going to be helpful for um, long term. So just trying to get out of the diet mentality um, as parents um, can really help the right words come out of our mouth um, and how we eat and how we um, pick the frequency of our foods um, can be passed on to our children. So, so the first one is really just looking at your relationship with food. How can you get that list of good and bad foods out of your head and, um, you know, talk about foods equally. Um, you know, I use the word sometimes foods. I don't use the word fun foods because that means we're kind of like missing out on some fun. Well, <laughs> no one wants to do that. Um, so sometimes foods would be those foods that we have less frequently um, for good health. So that could, you know, you name it, you probably already know. Maybe we don't have pizza every day. We don't have cake every day. Um, and we have um, uh, yogurt and um, milk and whole grains and um lean meat, seafood, and dairy, you know, our four pillars, um, to give you those um, nutrients that we need, um, for preventing all of those sicknesses and help with bone health for our kids, etc. So I won't bore you with all those details. <laughs> um, okay. And then the other thing we can do to prevent the cycle, or sorry, prevent 
um, the poor nutrition for our children and break the cycle would be to prioritize um, our health. So um, just, you know, how often are you trying to give your health an A? Are you prioritizing your health or do you feel like work gets in the way or um, other other things um, cause experience? you know, excuses as far as I'm not exercising, I'm not going to the grocery store, I'm dining out more. Um, I'm not taking the time to look at nutrition labels, just grabbing as quickly as I can, etc. So are we making time for your health as a parent or caregiver? And if you are that again, your child can see that. Um, your child can see that you're ta- you're taking the extra time to cook a meal. You're taking the extra time in the grocery store, um, and so that um, that will translate to your children um, that it is important um, to take care of your health. And then the last one is is focus on the how. I've talked about this a lot, and I just think it's really really important. Um, in the last episode, we talked about the how we can't, nor do we want our children to eat more. That is not the goal to meet those guidelines. If we're eating less than we need, the goal is not to eat more. (laughs) The goal is to offer these good foods more frequently. Um, So the portions can be small um, and and small frequent. So um, the how, you know, this is again, um, going back to parents with good intentions. I was doing it very differently probably closer to the, the social norm. Okay. So, um, you know, when I, you, when you want your kid to eat more fruits and veggies or eat the foods that you're providing for dinner, um, you talk about like how good they are for, for you, or just try one bite or, um, those types of things, they could seem so harmless, but that pressure, does not help, um, especially with those hesitant or, or picky eaters. You don't want your kid to know that you're, you know, that that would be their label. Um, they don't need to know that they're a picky eater or a hesitant eater. It's kind of giving them permission to stay there. Um, but, um, just knowing how to feed our children, not necessarily just the, what we want to, we obviously want to know that, but the, how is, is by role modeling and by having the right foods in the house, um, you eating the fruits and veggies and the whole grains and the dairy. Um, so the focusing on the how is not allowing for any pressure at the table, just increasing the frequency, um, that is provided and modeling that you're eating it too. (laughs) Not just, um, you know, you don't even have to talk about it. So I think that was one um, huge relief that I found when I changed my how was the pressure was off my shoulders. It was, it felt amazing. Um, I, I didn't really, you know, obviously you have to be really patient for results. So I didn't see immediate, you know, positive response. Um, but, um, when I was patient and patient and patient and patient, um, you know, I got the immediate stress relief, like, okay, I don't have to care how much he puts in his mouth. I just provide the food. Um, that is immediate stress relief. Now, again, you have to just be patient and try to focus on your own plate, um, so that you, um, you know, can be the role model, um, and not, um, put pressure on the child. So, um, you know, some kids are not picky or hesitant. So you saying, try one bite of this, it's a new recipe. 
would just be fine. You know, my oldest kid, um, he would be totally fine with taking, you know, one bite and seeing how he likes it. Um, and he is, his palate is, he loves his favorite food is shrimp that can tell you a lot. <laughs> so he likes a lot of different things, um, which is, you know, very helpful as a, as a mom. Um, but not always the case, um, for all children. So my, my youngest, that would not be, um, something I can do. Um, so, so you do want to know your children, um, and avoid that pressure. Um, if, if that's not, you know, going well. So, Anyway, I think that is my um, words of wisdom for you this morning. Um, so we can make a difference. We can allow work on the prevention side of things. Um, and uh, one, look at your relationship with food. Two, prioritize your health. And three, focus on the how and not always the what. Um, so yes, the what is important, but focus on the how. Um, so that is the good news that it is, you know, something we can work on. Um, and I hope to work with doctor's offices, pediatrician offices. If you know of one that would like to work on prevention, um, yeah, send me a message. I'd love to talk with them. And so that is, um, what we talked about today. If you have a question again, go to Amago nutrition.com slash podcast. I am a G O nutrition.com slash podcast. And as always, we would just think happy pill for our theme song, thinking about food. Have a great day.